welcome to the debut episode. First episode <laughs> of the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Craig Dixon, alongside... Hey, everybody. My name is Fred Robinson, the co-host of this lovely podcast. We're going to call it WWP for short. Please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. And yes, we use the word wretched. As uh, you know, there's a lot of wretched things about wrestling. Although there's a lot of good things about wrestling. But we like to uh, focus on the the wretched ones. (laughs) So in our debut episode here, we are going to discuss the hype towards WrestleMania 32. The showcase of the... Immortals. I was going to go with something else. But anyway. Ah, So. Roman Reigns, yeah. So let's give you some background on our knowledge of wrestling. Uh, I've been watching wrestling since I was a child, like most of you. And I stopped watching wrestling sometime between the ages of 5 and 13. Because it was, you know, stupid. Yeah, it was kind of bad back then. Yeah, and then I rejoined back sometime in the Attitude Era, right around the time when uh, Austin was doing his... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say this podcast is also wretched, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Bear with us as we try to figure out a good format for this. <laughs> so I got back into wrestling in elementary school sometime around fifth grade, um, and that that might not sound like a long time, but I'm fucking 30 years old now, so that's a long time. So I've been watching it since, so that is my background. Mostly WWE, some ECW back in the day, some Ring of Honor, but primarily WWE knowledge. And Fred, why don't you tell them about your background? Yes, well, I came along uh, one Sunday afternoon when I was nine years old, seeing Bret Hart. Remember the day of the week? Yeah, it was uh, WWF back in the Action Zone. That was a great show back then, if anyone remembers that one. And uh, I saw Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. uh, Classic matchup, of course. So uh, it just kind of stuck to me after that. And then, uh, you know, got into, eventually was a big WWF fan. When I started watching Big Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler. Eventually, you know, discovered everybody else, WCW, ECW. um, And now... Um, here I am, 30 years old also, <laughs> still watching wrestling. This isn't a popular I mean, topic amongst most of our friends nowadays. Yeah, yeah, they, they got over the whole, you know, DX, NWO thing, and they kind of, you know, uh, got married. Well, you're married, but, um, yeah. you know, they, they moved on with their lives, but I'm we, we have it, basically. <laughs> and here we are, this is how we landed here in this basement, <laughs> talking about WrestleMania, 32. Yes. So um, we thought of this podcast as kind of a kind of it kind of came to on our on its own by uh, we hang out probably once a week, once every other week. And yeah. Fred would start to leave. He usually comes over to my house and he would he would leave like around, like I don't know, like 11 o'clock, something like that. And I'd go outside with him and we'd start talking just for a few minutes, just talk on the stoop, drink a beer or something. Yeah, and uh, we'd start talking about wrestling like we are right now, and we'd look at the clock, and it'd be like one in the morning, and we've been complaining <laughs> about wrestling for like two hours, three hours, and we're like, "Oh my god, like what the fuck, man!" <laughs> so, what better way to to use that stoop talk and turn it into a podcast? Because we have so much useless information that we might as well share it with the rest of the world. Yeah, and granted, you know, like. Um, 
most some people don't even have that one friend to even bitch about wrestling with. Right, especially somebody Excuse thirty years friend. old. Yeah, especially <laughs> someone thirty years old who who is married and has a kid and whatnot. Shut you know. Up. Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> ladies, I'm single. Anyways, uh, I am not. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> so, you know, you have that. Yeah, you, 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 I think me and Craig can speak for ourselves. Besides, maybe one or two other friends. Um, we kind of don't really have anyone else to talk and bitch about <laughs> wrestling with. That's true. And uh, so we would do that on a weekly basis. And uh, so we're like, you know what? Why don't we just do a podcast? So it would be fun and just, you know, we could just stick to this weekly. And uh, here we are. So Yeah. yeah. And uh, we came up with the name Wretched State of Wrestling because most of the time we're just complaining about how horrible the WWE product is every week. Yeah. So most of it's complaints. But again, there's still that silver lining. We always find something to like that keeps us watching every week. So we're going to discuss that too. So let's just jump right in to WrestleMania 32 with the card and the build that they've established going into this big main event. Right, exactly. So let's just start off with, I don't know, Kalisto versus Ryback for the United States title. And let's and we all okay. Listen, we all know that there were a lot of injuries. There were a lot of um, people absent this year. So That's we, correct. So we're not setting our expectations high for anything. Um, not that I would set my expectations high for WWE anyway. And um, you know, maybe it's kind of cliche that we like that everybody complains about. WWE and they should do this and they should do that. Right. But, but you know, but it's because we're passionate about that and we love this sport, you know. Um, if you want to call it sports that. entertainment. Right. I don't even call it a sport. <laughs> Sorry, Vince. All right. We'll let you. Uh, don't sue us. Nah, don't sue us, please. That was a horrible Vince. But Yeah, so we, we understand that they're, they have a lot of injuries now, so that they're going to try their best. So we're trying to keep an open mind and. Say you know like this, the WrestleMania is it's gonna be a little yeah. bit weaker than it normally is, but we're it. gonna we're gonna try to take it from we're gonna we're gonna analyze it from a just booking wise. We're not gonna look at it from like oh how come this guy's not in the spot. Let's just look at it from yeah. a, this is what the card is and this is how it's gonna go. So this Kalisto versus Ryback feud mm. really doesn't have anything going into it. Nah, it's just it's just your kind of like your simple simple. Basically, exactly, and um, I'm just surprised that Kalisto still has the title. I know, um, me too. Which I love because um, I was a big fan of him back in the Indies as uh, Samurai Del Sol. So I think it's kind of cool that he even has the title in the first place. Um, I mean, come on, he's a, I mean he's a great wrestler. I mean, I don't know how his mic skills are necessarily, but um, it's an interesting combination between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, Kalisto being a champion at all on main WWE product is, that's definitely a good thing, so um, yeah, I like that. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, the problem I have is with Ryback being involved in any major storyline <laughs> at all because he's just a hump of garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's not good. Like we we all know he's not good. Like like I understand they need they need somebody, like, I, you know I, I it's just I don't I don't see this match ever. It, nobody's gonna talk about Ryback versus Kalisto after the show. No, I mean I going into it, I'm not expecting much. But you know if they pull off a decent match, 
you know, Kalisto uh, is going to pull out a couple of good spots. I, I'm just um, hoping that the they don't that they don't pull the trigger on a, the Ryback like push that they seem to be going with with this heel yeah. turn. Because I mean, we've all heard the the CM Punk podcast where he talked about how poor of a worker Ryback is. And I am not sold on the fact that he has improved since his work with CM Punk back in the day. No, I mean, if anything, he probably would be worse. Yeah. Because CM Punk's not there to bitch at him. No. And make him look like an idiot. Yeah. So, um, and Kalisto weighs like 80 pounds. Ryback weighs 300 pounds, gas to the gills. Right. Um, so, um, I think they're, you know, it's WrestleMania time. I think that at least. They're, um, if anything, they're going to at least put up, you know, go through, they're going to have, they're going to have the best match they can have. And I think Kalisto's going to, is going to put his body on the line. Yeah. For most I'm of sure that. Kalisto would take a couple big spots, but again, they're going to save the really big spots for the ladder match later in the show. Um, mm, I, I just don't think, you know, I think Alberto Del Rio did a great job putting Kalisto over as the underdog and they put on some solid matches together. I just don't see this helping i just don't see it helping um kalisto at all because i i just feel like they're gonna make him drop the belt so i'm gonna go with my official prediction is i think ryback's gonna win the title to push start him as a mega heel going into you know the summer with like uh SummerSlam approaching and possibly being a big main event heel which nobody wants to see what do you got, Fred? Uh, I'm going to go with the opposite. I think my prediction is going to be Kalisto retains the U.S. championship. I hope you're right. I am thinking maybe they're going along the lines of like an ECW Spike Dudley type of deal. Okay. Where um, that's kind of how I feel anyway. I like that. I mean, um, well, I hope, you know, where he was uh, David <laughs> Goliath and he killed a, a lot of Goliaths. Yes. And Goliath thighs. I don't know what the plural of that is. There's, There's only really one Goliath. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, but, <laughs> let's just move on. Kalisto! <laughs> uh, That's my prediction. Alright, so Fred's got Kalisto. Uh, Craig's got Ryback. Right, I, ho- cool. I hope Fred's right. So let's move to the next the whole world. M- <laughs> match on the card. Let's just get this one over with quickly because this was thrown together on this past week's Raw. The Total Divas versus the Bad and Blonde team. I mean, who gives a fuck about this match? It's Brie Bella, yeah. Paige, Nat- Natalia, Alicia Fox, and Eva fucking Marie oh, yeah! versus Lana, Summer Rae, Naomi, Emma, who's suddenly on WWE TV again, and Tamina. <laughs> So, I mean, they just threw this match together to give a fu- get all the Divas on the card. Right, There's really right. no build to this match at all. The Total Divas win this match. I'm not, I don't even want to go into more than that. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, cause the Total Divas are going to promote the show. That's going to be obvious. I mean, Lana, I don't even think, has had a legit wrestling match I don't in the believe WWE. So. Uh, we could be wrong. You yeah, I'm sure wrong. somebody will let us know, you assholes. <laughs> I know Summer Rae has had at least one or two matches. Yeah. That doesn't mean she's good. Naomi and Naomi uh, and, and Tamina have been wrestling like every week, but you know, and they're decent. But I mean, Emma's been on NXT. I don't know why she's suddenly involved in this right. match out of nowhere. So weird. Oh, and WWE try way to way to way to save that last participant in the Total Divas match as a surprise <laughs> entrance to be fucking Eva Marie because we fucking don't like her. Stop pushing her down our throats because she is terrible. 
And you did, and you did that in Brooklyn, which is probably the worst thing Word. you could have done. Might as well have done it in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, right? Chicago, Toronto. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I, you might as well have just gone to hell. Like, back. were you expecting a pop there? Like, did you think that she was going to get over there? I don't think so. <laughs> Brooklyn just stands up in the in a in a standing ovation. Like, Her music hits, and it just gets a giant, big fat. Eva, Eva, <laughs> we love you, Eva. We'll die for you! <laughs> no! That's not happening! Yeah, so I think it's pretty obvious that Team Total Divas will win this one because they're the face team and it's on the pre-show, so who gives a shit? And I think I am I think I am the only I have to be the only Tamina fan out there. Yeah. I are. love Tamina. She does she is I'm sorry, she's but she's just sloppy. Gotta, I she's good. Uh, I know. I like the I like the snook of flat uh Flash. <laughs> I, I mean, I, maybe I would like a snook of flesh from her, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> but uh, the the snook of spl- the snook of flesh. I can't speak now. God damn it! Um, snook of you know that always looks nice, but she doesn't fucking do it anymore, and it's kind of honestly, she's sloppy and she's she's got that Samoan kind of like like style, and uh, you know I don't always love it if they don't have it all together. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we should go into this match anymore because it's fucking, it's on the pre-show. Who's going to watch this match? You know what reminds me, she reminds me of, though? Like, I swear to God, it's like a female ver- Samoan version of Diesel back in the day. He was like the bodyguard Get of, like, Shawn Michaels. Get the fuck out of here. I, Next! Come on! Next! Bullshit, come on. <laughs> All right, come on. another pre-show match. Go with me here. Is the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Okay. which. Uh, in a tag team match, which is, I don't know why it's on the pre-show, because it's actually one of the few matches that actually have build, unlike Kalisto and Ryback. That's true. It's, That's I mean, true, this actually. this match has a fu- it has fucking build, so like, why don't they at least go with it on the main show instead of Ryback and Kalisto? Does anybody think, like, like anybody want to see Ryback versus Kalisto? At least the Dudley boys are, like, going back to the first WrestleMania in several years. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm sure they're going to put... Uh, eh, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, I like this heel turn of the book the Dudleys have done. They're refusing to use tables. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see a table spot in this, in this match. It's yeah. not a tables match. It's not a no-DQ match, so... It might be some aftermatch shenanigans, but uh, I think we should be able to see some table spots to get the crowd going for the beginning of the show. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, we never... I think once the Usos came back as a tag team, um, one of them got injured. Uh, right. And I think they, they really kind of like lost some steam a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, ever since they lost really the titles. They don't care as much yeah, anymore. They never have having those great dark matches, or not even dark matches, pre- Pre uh, pay per view shows against the um, Eric Rowan and um, oh those are some great matches and uh, Luke Harper yeah those, and, against um, the Wyatts yeah they, those are some great matches those right some there, great matches and know? they never put the Wyatts over which kind of pissed me off because I love the Wyatts uh, especially I mean, Luke Harper I know I can never not hate the Wyatts I mean yeah. like you know whatever they do I just love yeah so um, I like the Dudley's heel <clears throat> turn they're refusing to use tables um, the Usos are just kind of there uh, you know. They're 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 no tag titles. They are not champions. Neither of them are champions. So Mm. that's just you know. There's not much this match other than you know there is a little. There's several weeks of build. Um, you know I don't know who wins this one. This is this is a toss up for me because it's on the pre show. So you know it's going to be on free TV because I heard that they're going to actually show the pre show on the USA Network this year as well as the WWE Network. So. Mm. They might want to try and get some viewers, so I, I'm going to go with the Usos winning, get the faces winning early. I'm trying to think of this card here, and, you know, as 
WrestleMania, you know, you have a lot of face wins, um, you know, a lot of the good guys winning and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to say the Dudley boys. You know, the Dudleys. Yeah, I think they're going to pop the crowd with the table spot. Um, I, you think they're going to go with the tables, even though they're refusing to use tables? I think, mm. well, I agree the tables will come in, but I think the Usos are going to bring the tables in, and I think it will not be used until after the match. Okay, I can go with you on, the, on that one, you know. Um, I'm just really not really, you know, like I said, there's not a lot of stark power to this WrestleMania. We all know this. Yeah. Listen, we're not going to beat... Um, you know, we're not going to beat this death, you know. So, I'm going to go with the Dudley Boys just because it's only just because it's just a tag match. It really doesn't have much significance. And usually those type of matches on WrestleMania, the the, the heels seem to win. Right. And um, I'm kind of happy the Dudley Boys are back. I think, you know, they're in great shape. Um, I like that they're tr- interesting enough that they're triple, kind of had that little alliance with Triple H on Monday on Raw mm. with... Uh, how they um, kind of helped him attack Roman Reigns in the back. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of the Dudley Boys. Uh, yeah, I, that was a little I strange. Liked them, like, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't really understand where that came from, suddenly beating up the Roman Reigns. Of, of course. It came from SmackDown. Yes. Uh, th- this is a disclaimer about our podcast. Is yeah. n- Neither of us watch SmackDown because it's yeah. shite. Because it's absolute shite, <laughs> and there's no storyline progression. Apparently, there was storyline progression this week with the Dudley Boys and Roman right. Reigns. But it's whatever, who gives a shit? I'm going with the Usos. Fred, you still sticking with Dudleys? Eh, let's go with the Dudleys. Okay. All right, so, I again, these are all the opening matches, I'm sure. These will be mm. curtain jerkers, so I'm, I, I don't want to waste too much time on any of them. Um, we'll save the bigger matches for later. Let's go for... We're looking at this through Wikipedia, by the way. This is how we're kind of... Yeah, so don't, don't you dare go on Wikipedia and change the match from, like, <laughs> to, like, Mick Foley versus Mankind versus, uh, Cactus Jack versus, uh, Dude Love for the, Vader. for the European Championships, you cocks. <laughs> um, so let's go with, let's go to the last pre-show match. Yes, there are three pre-show matches this year, from what I've heard. I mean, it could change. Um, the I'm Andre surprised. the Giant Battle Memorial Battle Royal, uh, twenty participants. We don't know them all. We know we have. I'm just looking at the list now. Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, mm. Big Show, Kane, Tyler Breeze, Mark Henry, Jack Swagger, Fandango, Damian Sandow, Darren Young, Connor Victor, Goldust, Oof. and R Truth. This is a shit show. Wow. Um, uh, the original rumor I heard for this match was that. The Wyatts were going to be in this, considering they don't have a fucking WrestleMania match. How? Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that until just now. Um, so How did that happen? The original rumor was... The Nations have a match over the Wyatts. That Braun Strowman was going to win this match as, like, the next big, <sighs> big hoss to win. But I've heard that they've pulled the plug on that recently, so I'm... I don't know who's going to fucking win this match, because who gives a fuck? Because, I mean, yeah. the first year was great when Cesaro won it out of nowhere. And we all thought the Big Show was going to win that yeah. one, you know? Of course, of course, the Big Show won last year. So. Last year. So we know the Big Show is not winning Fine. this year. So that's yeah. just not happening. He's not winning two years in a row, because why? Why? Um, um, rumor has it Mark Henry is retiring soon, so it could give him a final send-off. Um, again, this match has no meaning. There's no real build to it unless you count Kane, Big Show. And Big Show does uh, tag team with Kane, mm-hmm. too, also. Yeah. So that could play, go into, uh, come into play 
where Kane does win. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't see Kane winning. I see Big uh, Big Show's not winning. Kane's not winning. Just don't see it happening. Uh, maybe Kane. Maybe Kane, if Kane decides he's retiring too. But I think I'm going to go with Mark Henry on this one just because of the rumors that he's going to retire and they want to give him one last one last cool send-off. But, uh, again, there's a lot of tag teams in this match. The Social Outcasts are in this. Big Show and Kane, I don't know if they're technically a tag team anymore. I'm going to go with Darren Young. <laughs> I, I think he's got... <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? It's Darren Young. He's such a random pick. You got our truth and Goldust, who are going to obviously become Darren a tag Young team. Darren Victor, probably. And you have the Ascension in it, who are a tag team. They are not going to win it. No tag teams are going to win this match. It's I, I'm going to go with Mark Henry, and if not Mark Henry... I know you were kidding. Um, <laughs> was I? <laughs> was I? Um, so I'm, I'm going with Mark Henry, and my second pick would be Braun Strowman in case they decide to, yes, go with that. Or you know what? Maybe Bray Wyatt fucking wins it. I, I, I know he's nursing an injury. He's been in and out the last right. couple of weeks. But uh, maybe Bray Wyatt wins it just to give him some fucking moment in the goddamn company. Put the goddamn guy over. Yeah. Tyler Breeze, no. Definitely not. Jack Swagger, no. Um... Yeah, Kane. I'm gonna go Kane. I don't know why. I just I could see it. I'm just going with my. It's intuition. a meaningless match, so it's like yeah, anybody could win really. Anybody, anybody who has some kind of background in the company or I or has hate. or has a future push in line could win this match. Oh yeah. Like Big yeah. Show won it as the you know eh, he paid his dues kind of match last year. Cesaro won it as the up and comer two years ago. So it's gonna go to an up and comer or a veteran. I'm gonna go with Mark Henry. Okay. There you go. And Fred's going with? I'm going to go, uh, eh. I'm going to go Kane. All right, so that's enough of the bullshit matches. All right. Uh, uh, let's, let's move on to some actual real matches that will be on the main card. So a triple threat match for the WWE Divas Championship. Charlotte oh. with her father, Ric Flair, defending against Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. God, I um, love it. This is this God. should be a damn good one. If they give this the time <laughs> that it deserves, this should be a fine match. We've seen these guys, we, these guys, we've seen these ladies in these type of matches in NXT, and they are yeah. capable of stealing the show, which is not something we could really ever say for the women's division of you know since a, Trish since Trish Stratus and Lita were in charge. Yeah, no, definitely. Um... I'm loving this. I mean, this is going to be a great match. And I think that because the card is so small... They have uh, to give it time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. Like, I, I'm, I'm guessing WrestleMania will be, what, four hours again? Starts at seven. Pay-per-views usually end around 11. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're going to give it enough time. Um, I, I love... I don't know why. I love Ric Flair. Ric Flair Charlotte. coming out to Charlotte's music with the... And him yeah. dancing is the goddamn funniest thing on TV right now. And he's not even being like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like the crazy. No, he's not doing that. Like he's just being like he's just being he's a just dick flare, being chill, like it's with dick his daughter, flare. like he's dating his daughter. I don't know why, but he uh, he makes he adds something to that. Yeah, which. Really, Charlotte doesn't need, but it's great that she gets to ma- um, have her do- uh, her father by her side. Yeah, and I think the build has been good for this. Um, you know, they started yeah. they started um, in you know Charlotte and Becky were part of Team uh, what was it called PCB? Oh, so oh. horrible! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, such such garbage. But um, it was a stupid name. They it had a better name as the Submission Sorority, but of course WWE has to have team in the name of every fucking tag team they have. So anyway, 
Team, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... We're team podcast. So, you know, Charlotte was the first to break <laughs> off from that, and... Uh, they've it, all been I don't bad. Remember they've, all been he- um, they've all been healed, except for Becky Lynch, if you notice that. Yes. Even the, even the people from... If you go to, like, the Divas match from earlier, they've all, like, been bad. Yeah. I don't know who's good or bad. Because yeah, Brie Bella, have, Brie Bella and Alicia Fox were heels like two months ago. And, um, before Daniel Bryan retired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when did Alicia Paige Fox... was a heel. When did Alicia Fox turn face? Oh, she's just associated with Brie Bella, so now she's a face. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. And it's the whole... Dumb. And Bad and, and the Blonde, you know, Lana, all them, they're all heels. They, I mean... It's uh, funny because they have two Divas yeah. matches and it's like they, they broke it up in this way where it's like... Here's the shitty Divas division that you all know and love from the heyday, from its heyday of, like, 2005 when you have, like, Candice Michelle wrestling, you know, fucking, I don't know. Lay cool. Lay cool, like, and the Um, matches are garbage every week. And then you have, like, the actual women's wrestlers in Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha who are going to fucking tear the house down. I'm, I will not be surprised to see this be one of the better matches on the show. It's definitely going to be a great match. I mean, I just hope that these, you know, how sometimes the WrestleMania, the stadium's like so big and the, uh, like you have the delayed reaction and, and it kind of throws off the wrestlers a little bit. I hope that doesn't do that to them. Yeah. But, um, Um, it's going to be good anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's denying that. (laughs) Yeah. My my only concern with this feud was going in, um, they were kind of teaming up Sasha and Becky a lot, mm. and uh, like they, and and that was okay. Like I like that. Um, but then they kind of like you didn't really know where they were going with Sasha because like one week she seems like oh she's a face she's coming out to help Becky, and then yeah. the next week she comes out and she just beats the shit out of Becky. And it was like back and forth. Like I I, I don't know what they're going for her. Is she a face? Is she a heel? Like. Never I'm explained okay. why, right? Yeah, like, I, I'm not really sure what she is. Like, Becky is undeniably the face of this match. Oh, Charlotte's the clear-cut heel. Becky's the clear-cut face. But Sasha's kind of somewhere in the middle because she has beef with both. And she does heel, she has heel tendencies. She's very cocky. Um, but then she'll save Becky and attack Charlotte, who's also a heel. So she, it's like, I don't really know where they're going with that. Um, you know, I feel like Becky, Becky is probably the best face for this match. For this match, because I I, ha- I haven't seen Becky being a heel in a long time, so I think she's just naturally the face. I'm just, I think she's a good face. She's a natural face. Yeah, she's like a natural ba- face. She's like Bailey. Face. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but Sasha I think is a natural heel, and they should at least mm. commit to that full time. Definitely. Maybe they'll do it with this match. I don't see how they can possibly do that. Um, I I don't know how they could possibly do it. I, that, but um, I think that. My, I mean, with going with predictions for this, um, I don't see any way Charlotte doesn't walk away retaining the title. I think she's. It, I think it's an yeah. easy guess that she's retaining. There's no way Becky's winning. Becky has always been the third wheel in this feud, which sucks because she's a very talented worker. But right. she's just she's not the one that they're pushing. It's clearly that they're going for Charlotte and Sasha to look like the stars of this feud. So I think, um, I I don't think Sasha's time is yet. I think Sa- Sasha will win it. As probably, I don't know. I don't know how she'll win it as a heel, but I think she'll win it as a heel. Yeah. Um. But in, it would be in a singles match sometime. I, I I see Charlotte retaining. I agree. I agree. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with you on that one. Actually, um, Becky Lynch. 
I mean, you and me are big fans of Becky Lynch. Oh yeah. Um, but it it helps that she's very hot too. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. And then all three I, women and, are and hot. the accent. Yeah. Oh nice, yes. You know, we're both Irish. So <laughs> gotta give us that. That's right. And um, I you know it's it just it's just you know Becky Lynch Becky Lynch was established in next. Well, they all were established in next. But Becky Lynch isn't established in WWE yet. Um, she's not. She doesn't have that. She doesn't have that. Uh, that factor yet. Yeah. You know, she still needs to be groomed a little bit yeah. more. I think for the she. Bigger crowd. So she's not ready for the whole to shred. Yeah, and I think the part of the problem with, with Becky right now is that they called her up with the other two, and the other yeah, two were always which... the more high profile wrestlers. And, you know, Becky never even had the NXT Divas Championship, so, uh, w- Women's Championship. In, right, right. So, like, Charlotte was a champion, Sasha was a champion, so you kind of could tell that they were going to be the next two groomed ones, and, you know, they called Becky up at the same time, which is great, because, great, they're all, three of them are on TV, but she, again, I think she's always going to be the third on the totem pole, so I, I, she needs, she needs some, she needs some help in order to get over, and I, I it's just not, it didn't help that she came up with the, with Charlotte and Sasha at the same time. Yeah, I could see this maybe maybe if she's gonna win the strap, she's gonna do it by SummerSlam. Yeah, it would by, it, it would be a singles match. I don't see her winning it in a I don't see her winning it tonight. Definitely uh nah. on Sunday. Nah, especially but such high quality other wrestlers involved. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, uh, let's go to that next one because I think uh, we talked that one to death a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well I you know, I feel like that match was worth actually talking about as opposed to the fucking Kalisto versus goddamn Ryback match. Um, I'm talking about right back to goddamn. He's the man. Legend. Dude. All right, let's go to the three on four handicap match between the New Day and the League of Nations. Kofi Kingston, Biggie, and Xavier Woods versus uh. King Barrett. Um, apparently, he's still King Barrett. <laughs> Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio, and Rusev. See, we uh, I was talking to a friend of mine at work. We weren't really sure if this was going to be a three on four handicap match. Or if they were going to do the three on three and just have someone Supposedly sitting. it is three on four handicap match. That's okay. what they say. Um, I, originally I thought this was for the tag team titles, but I am not seeing it here. Um, I'm yeah, going to bring in our producer, Joshua Peck, to, to know if he has any answers on this one. Josh, do you happen to know if the tag team titles are on the line in the New Day versus the League of Nations? Well, I don't know for certain. I did hear that they canceled the tag team title match, which leads me to believe hmm. that really they just lifted the stipulation out of the match because it's a handicap match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So what Josh just said, if you couldn't hear him, is that he believes that the tag team title match was pulled because of the weird stipulation of it being a three-on-four handicap match. And now, th- that's the thing I don't really like about... The one thing... I, I, let's, let's start with the New Day. I mean, I love the New Day. They've been hilarious. They've of been course. probably the best... One of the best things to see on Raw every week. Yeah, well, I, we can't... You're not going to question that. I yeah. Mean, it's one of the highlights of Raw, you know. However, in true WWE fashion, mm-hmm. the... They spend a year with the New Day being the Freebird style tag team champions. Right, right. And then where everybody can defend and then the they title. Put, and right, and then they put the Freebirds in the Hall of Fame, and they don't let them defend the title with Freebird rules the next day. <laughs> right, I mean that's true. Is it Freebird? Maybe they can't defend it Freebird rules with all three with at the same time because and, and it's a four it's a four way handicap match so then. Would then would then the League of Nations become a Freebird type of champion too? Like I well, mean, yeah, well not mm. well yeah because of course they'll just never let Barrett wrestle like they yeah. clearly don't now. 
by the way, you pulled me over a class, pulled me out of a classic twenty-year-old Dean Malenko match. Yeah. This. So <laughs> this is gonna be a new uh, a feature we're gonna try and uh, establish on our podcast um, from time to time. We're gonna have a guest speaker. We do have. As Fred mentioned before, we don't have a lot of friends who talk about wrestling or who know have any knowledge about wrestling or we, like it anymore. But we have we have Mr. Factual Josh Peck with us today <laughs> who will have all the answers for any questions we may have. So we have brought him in for the New Day versus League of Nations match. Um, <laughs> three on four handicap match. Uh, this match is basically I think it's a card filler. They needed to get all their talent on the card. It's a big payday yeah. for everyone. So the New Day, we're going to have a match regardless. Of course, the tag titles would have probably been on the line. And the New Day really had... Uh, New Day, uh, the League of Nations uh, really had nothing to do at this point since they since they stopped feuding with for the WWE title. That's um, right. Yeah. So I think it was just a thrown-together thing, it, which kind of forced them to turn the New Day face, which I'm not so happy about. But um, <sighs> this this there's really not much to this match. I'm sure... I'm sure the New Day will make it funny, but aside from that, I don't really give a shit. So, Sheamus was wrestling for the title 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And, and now he is the, um, de facto... 5-15. Right, the de facto... 5-15. The de facto leader of a barely mid-card horrendous faction that is underusing at least two good wrestlers. Right, why couldn't they just right. do the League of Nations versus fucking the social outcast at this point because this is just right. a waste point, just a you know? waste of well, space because Heath Slater has to win the battle royal right <laughs> or Darren Young that's right I'm gonna go with because, Fandango now I have changed my of course Darren Young Victor it, no Victor of the Ascension is going to win I don't know win. if you guys understand how dangerous Darren Young is I don't he is a maniac well, and he will throw up every single <laughs> opponent in that match. I guarantee you. Exactly. His tag team partner physically assaults Vince McMahon, but he... That's true. He's the dangerous On one. camera. <laughs> On camera. The guy so had funny. the balls. Titus O'Neil. <laughs> All right, we've gone off into a 10. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to try and stay on topic here on this podcast. By the way, there's well, not the League of Nations is boring. And, and, and second of all, there's not a serious bone in Nature's body. <laughs> he Instead of just wooing, he does, he rattles off seven ones because he's so old he forgot the one he did two seconds and ago. And he's a little old right. and rapey now, and, too, and, with and, that, when he when he kissed Sasha Banks like, in that one match. And he dances around. I know, he's you know. Yeah, Becky Lynch. I he dances say. around, slaps oh. himself in the chest, oh. where you think he's oh. kind of about to have a stroke. <laughs> He's just no, trying to a... kickstart his heart a little bit. Uh, uh, okay, there it is. All right, God. all right, Vince Neil, calm down. Um, I bet you that kiss wasn't even planned. No, he definitely no, he definitely just took it. He's like, all right. He's clearly just a dirty old pervert. <laughs> yeah, he's just a dirty old pervert. Um, so this new day League of Nations match, I uh, it's there's really again another match with no build. It just kind of happened out of nowhere. Jericho had a highlight reel. The New Day was their guest, and the League of Nations interrupted, or something like to that extent. And yeah. boom, there's our match, and the New mm. Day are now faces. Um, the New Day have been phenomenal as heels for the better part of a year, probably longer, and now they're turning them face with these bootios and because they make I, sure you, you know the WWE is going to turn this to shit because that's just what they do. Yeah. They take anything good like Edge and Christian as as comedic heels and turning them face i mean did that work i don't, I don't even remember did they ever turn them face probably not but like it's the same thing it's like like they do this all the time they turn turn a team face before they should turn them face like i know the new day have been heels for a long they time they should never turn them face exactly they, they because the crowd decides to like them because they're such great heels 
they turn they the pull face. a switch and they're then, five minutes away from making Kevin Owens a face. Oh, of course, and then he'll be a joke too because he's right. possibly the biggest. Uh, he's possibly the most overheel right now in the company, so that mm-hmm. means he'll be a face right, by right. tomorrow. Right. Well, I, yeah, I actually see the League of Nations we winning this one. I well, do especially not. with the titles not on the line, they'll probably. Well, win. I mean, the bigger talent, uh, you know, the backstage talent is definitely on the League of Nations side. The, they have a huge boner for Rusev and Sheamus and Del Rio, King Barrett. They don't give two shits about. But I mean, uh, you look at the other team. Uh, I know Big E is probably someday down the line in for a big push, but Xavier Woods and Kofi. Kofi's, Kofi's been mid Carter for been years. Forever. Xavier Woods, he's never going to probably get higher than the level he is now. It's just. The, He's good, but he does. I I just don't see it happening. He's more of a writer in the future. I mean, because the new day yeah. is all his his is all his plan, all yeah. his idea. He's definitely the brainchild of the new day. And you know, Kofi probably would have been released if he didn't get pulled into New Day, which was, by the way, started out as just simply a racist faction. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's and, let's not pretend that the New Day was great back in the day because when mm-hmm. they debuted, it was. Oh, the power of positivity, they, and they were, uh, oh my god. They started out as like a, you know, the Lord Jesus Black Church group, and then, <laughs> you know, Xavier Woods, you know, turned it around with his hilarity and jokes and, you know, YouTube channel and everything like mm-hmm. that, and the unicorn and the and everything like I that. I really want one of those unicorn spikes. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really want one of those. Yeah, but once Rock, the Rock calls and penis is on TV, they're pretty much, you know, MIA. Yep, that's the end of that. Yep. Because it's a PG show, everybody. Well, yep. This isn't, but, you know, Raw is. All right, so, I mean, again, another match, not a lot of build. Felt like a lot of matches at Mania this year were kind of uh, rushed, so I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with New Day. New Day's got to win this one. They need it more than League of Nations. League of Nations have a lot of... They, they have a lot of championships in their history. King Barrett won the King of the Ring, and he's a several-time Intercontinental champion, Sheamus... Several-time world champion, Alberto Del Rio, had a recent U.S. title. He's a former world champion. And Rusev, poor guy, is just never going to win another title again. But, uh, Co- you know, Big E and Xavier Woods hopefully have bigger things ahead of them. Kofi, I don't see him ever going higher than he is. I'm going with the New Day. Uh, actually, I changed my mind. I'm going to go with the New Day also. I turned you, didn't I? Yeah. I turned him. You didn't yeah. turn me. I'm still going League of, League of Booty because if they are... We're if the, tit- if the titles are not on the line, there's no reason why the New Day should win. Right. Uh, they're basically, right. it's just a bunch of giants. They have an extra guy, even though, of course, the WWE doesn't count King Barrett as a wrestler anymore. And they mm-hmm. simply hate Rusev because of the whole TMZ Lana thing, that he's never going to rise above this and you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, so, okay, moving along here, because we've uh, talked this one a little bit too much. And it's, frankly, the, the yeah. handicap match is kind of boring, because right. they were the new day, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got uh, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho is Chris's um, favorite wrestler. Yeah, so let me start off with saying Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, he is... Mm-hmm. The man, but uh, we're going to move on from that because I understand that 2016 Chris Jericho is not the same as 1999 Chris Jericho, which is also not the same as 2008 Chris Jericho, so I understand... He's better now. Uh, Or 1993 I know we debate this, this, Uh, but um, I know you like him. uh, I've always been a big Jericho, Mark. I'm not going to deny that. Chris Jericho's best work was when he was a heel 
in like 2002 through 2003, 4 era, which Fred absolutely hates for some reason. Yeah, I oh, thought he was very annoying. I'm sorry, Craig. He I did just, it. He and then he did his job. Uh, he was supposed to be annoying. Yeah, in a in an X Pac kind of way, but oh, that is low. I don't know. Woo. You know why? You know why Jericho? You know why you're annoyed with Jericho for those years? Why is that? Because he did his job correctly. Because he's awesome. That's right. Yeah, that's the reason. Why. Anyway, so let's go. So uh, this is going to be AJ Styles' first match. There's no doubt that AJ Styles is winning this match, in first my view. Uh, his first yeah. WrestleMania, first you know huge show in the WWE besides Rumble. You know, I don't really count the Rumble because everybody's in that match. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is his first big match, and uh, it's pretty damn clear he's going to win. There's no way Jericho wins this match, and yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Jericho putting over. I I was actually talking to these guys before about this. Uh, yeah, Jericho's a good, he's a good, you know, veteran for this locker room, especially with all these injuries. Uh, I don't like that he always puts over everybody. I mean, it goes back to WrestleMania 29, which all three of us were in attendance for. That's right. Uh, a couple years ago, and he lost to Fandango, who is now in yeah. the gimmick battle that was, that was That was not a... Um... I don't think that was a good decision on their part. Yeah, and then um, this past week on Raw, he lost to Zack Ryder, who hasn't run, won a match on Raw since 2011, probably. Yeah. Um, so, like, I get it. He's a good guy. He wants to he wants to put over the young workers. But honestly, Jericho, you gotta you need the rub every once in a while, and you need to, you need to win the goddamn match every once in a well, while. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. But did he put over Zack Ryder, or did he lose because AJ Styles interfered? Now I'm I'm a week behind. I haven't seen this episode of Raw, but. Uh, he, yeah. it was both. He, you know, he got distracted by AJ. AJ started doing some chant outside of the ring, uh, Y2 Jackass or something during the match. Jericho pointed at him and, uh, Zack Ryder did a roll up. And you little idiot! Up. Yeah. You little idiot! I love when he calls him yeah. that. I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's so annoying. But he just called him a little idiot. Yeah. Like, like a six-year-old. Yeah. Like, like, who calls people yeah, little about, idiots Something nowadays. about Chris Jericho doing promos so nowadays. It's like, I don't know if he's lost <laughs> the ability to cut a promo anymore, but he's just way more <laughs> short with his, like, insults. He's just like, you're stupid. You're just dumb. You're not very smart. Like, uh, something you're about it. But there's you're something about it that works, right. and but I like he, it. Then he pulls out the, the creepy AJ Styles. See, I wish he would just bring back the gelatinous tapeworm quote that he used to say back in 2008, because that was my favorite Jericho. But he, he doesn't have Rufus with him anymore. How's he going to bring that out? Right. <laughs> well, I'm talking about 2008 Chris Jericho. 1998 Chris Jericho. When he would wear a suit to the ring every week. Those are some good times. Um, so yeah, so this match was kind of also rushed together. I not they, you know they they were tag team for a brief moment. They then they broke up. He burned his shirt. Uh, you know I don't know. See the new day versus Y two AJ actually would have been a cool match. Yeah. Um, I mean they, they did they, lost, they did it they did it but they rushed it. You know I right. feel like. Maybe That's right, they maybe, did have it that one week, you know. I mean, maybe they should have saved that for WrestleMania, because I feel like at least that would have been a decent tag team title match. Mm-hmm. And the match that they did have was very good. Oh, yeah, It yeah. was very good. AJ and uh, Y2AJ versus the New Day, and New Day retained, very good match. Um, like, why couldn't they save that for Mania and have him turn there, and then you have your setup for the next pay-per-view, Jericho versus AJ then? Like, I get, uh, you know, I just don't know. Well, I'm not certain Jericho's going to be here after tomorrow. That's true, that's true. Jericho does have his uh, his podcast, he's got a lot of things going on, he's got Fozzie to tour with, so his schedule might be dictating this Rush storyline. But this is clearly set up, mm. this is clearly going to be the best match on the card. Yeah, I, I, I if they give it the, mm. a time it deserves, I... 
I don't see why it won't be the best wrestling aspect, best wrestling match in the show. Might not be the most entertaining match, but I think it'll definitely have the best, the best work, right? Per se, right? Yeah. All right. Moving along. We I feel like I was the only one to talk about AJ versus Chris Jericho there, so maybe you guys want to punch in a little bit. Um, I'm just a little annoyed where it seems like they're trying to phase out the Styles Clash. Yeah, I think it's pretty much done. I don't think it's coming back. Like the it's, last... da- it's a dangerous move, and they probably don't want it kids is. doing it. Well, I mean, you... y- Yoshitatsu did, did break his neck in uh, New Japan Wrestling because of the Styles Clash, and, and other people have gotten hurt but not broken their necks. But it's an awkward move because, you know, wrestlers instincts are to tuck their heads in, or tuck their chins in, I mean, and um, well, that's the Styles fair. Clash is basically making you do the opposite of that. Right, but if you just lay there flat and land land on your stomach, you'll be okay. You know where I heard that? Uh, when AJ Styles was on Jericho's podcast. <laughs> okay. He was so. explaining so that's the where they should have started the feud, started the feud on Jericho's on. podcast. Because he was going on and on about how, how he came in to one of the, the indie federations, none of the you know big name ones, but... He was going over his match with somebody, and he said, just land flat, and you'll be fine. As long as you land flat and don't tuck your head, even though that's your instinct, you know, you'll be fine. And he tucked his head and got injured. Right. (laughs) Even though AJ Styles, you know, they clearly went over the match before, even said it, and he, and you know, they just can't prevent it. It's like putting your knee down when you're getting pedigree. Right. A lot of people do it, and it's just, it's bound to happen, and it creates an injury. Um, there's not really much more to say about this match. I still, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, be your opener. Anybody? Go, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the actual opener of the pay per view itself, yes, right. not the pre show. Official one. Yeah, that's probably a solid. That's definitely gonna be it. Uh, or maybe the ladder match. They do tend to do a big match mm. for that too to get the spots out. Um, yeah. I, I, anyone disagree? AJ Styles wins that one. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah, I guess we're all across the board on that one. Yeah, that, that one's an easy one for all of us. Um, there's not much more. This could be Jericho's last Mania for all we know. Um, so that should be good. You mind uh, if I ne- announce this next match? Yeah. Okay. So we got the last... Because I, I want to bring up a point that I've been thinking about all week here about this. Um, the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. We got a seven-way ladder match. Uh, Kevin Owens as a champion versus Sami Zayn. Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, The Miz, and Stardust. Now, um, it's kind of I'm kind of going on a little tangent here. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool. First of all, it's pretty cool that Sami Zayn's back now, and he, he had a little history with Kevin Owens. Um, I, I was watching Raw the, maybe like a week or two ago, and when remember Dolph, Dolph Ziggler came down to the ring. And he was like, oh, it's Kano Mania, Macho Mania, blah, blah, blah. Made a you know Macho I mean? Mania dro- name drop there, which I marked out for. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, like, and I just thought to myself, like, the way he was dressed and, like, he was very metrosexual. And, like, and I'm like, this is what's holding him back. Because he's a, he's an amazing, he, he reminds me so much. I'm sorry. He reminds me so much of Shawn Michaels back in, like, 96. Yeah. Like, like, he is raw like, talent. He basically he wears the talent. same yeah. goddamn outfit as as Shawn Michaels back in the day with the boots and stuff like that. But then he kind of like comes in with like a suit and like his hair and a little ponytail and his Converse sneakers and he kind of kind of looks like he's he doesn't look threatening like when he came to the ring. That I thought like when he came to the ring against Kevin Owens, he didn't seem, he didn't look threatening, and he had that high-pitched yeah. voice, mm-hmm. like, listen, because, like, 
he reminds me a lot of Shawn Michaels, you know, and of course Shawn Michaels is a legend, we all know that, but like, at least Shawn Michaels had like that deep voice, he had that, um, even though he was a boy toy kind of guy, Yeah, you, you still thought of him as like, kind of like a, a man, you know, like, yeah. I feel like Dolph Ziggler, it needs to like be he can more be, masculine. He can, be, he can be flamboyant because he's that damn good. Like, that's right. that's what Shawn Michaels is about. Like, he can be like, he can be a little, like, feminine, but it doesn't matter because he's still going to fucking win and he's still going to beat the shit out of you. Like, that's that's kind of like the same look that Dolph has, but something about Dolph that's holding him back. I mean, I, you want to start with what I think is holding Dolph Ziggler back? His fucking name. His name is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Have you ever met another Dolph in the, in the fucking world? I've never met somebody <laughs> named Dolph. What is he, part Dolph? And what the fuck is Dolph? What is Ziggler? I know. The fucking, well, is he related to Ziggy, the fucking car, the comic book? Fuck. I know my brain had nothing to do with the actual match inside, but I'm just like thinking to myself the other well, night. We're gonna, that's fine. I, just, like, I mean, we're going to do that on this podcast because I, you know, we're going to, we're going to go off on tangents about things that, maybe that we normally do. Time. But like Ziggler is a guy who's very talented. I thought he was going to be a champion like probably three or four years ago. But I mean, she to me, was a champion. he was a fucking world heavyweight champion. That doesn't mean anything. WCW champion. Yeah, I mean, Jack Swagger was a world heavyweight champion too. Guys, so let's not let's not pretend that's an actual accomplishment. I also think it's cool that Sami Zayn is wrestling on both shows. He's the only one to ever wrestle WrestleMania and Takeover in the same weekend. That's true. And actually, and he's on Takeover facing the best wrestler on the planet, Shinsuke Nakamura. That's right. Actually, yeah. Hideo, yeah. Hideo wrestled in the Battle that's Royal right. last year. If you remember that. Oh, did he? he I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, the pre- that's true. It's not technically WrestleMania. It's not Sunday Night Heat, though. And, not sure. and was the tournament that he was he on Takeover the day before, or did it happen? Like, he did the like tournament. A, he did the tournament to get in. I don't know if it was the, the day tournament. Before. If you remember, the tournament final took place at Access off camera. Ah. Fact checker, there, buddy. There you go. Say factual Josh Peck. Factual Josh Peck. <laughs> um, so yeah, this match is kind of just fucking thrown together again. I mean, let, let's take out Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, and Stardust right off the bat because that was that was a it was a coy coy like maneuvering by WWE to get a lot of people in this match to have Kevin Owens being a like smart way like be like a coy heel. He doesn't want to defend against the three guys who he's been feuding with, so he's gonna bring three randos into this match and yeah. have them have a triple threat, and then of course the three of them would interfere and then cause this this clusterfuck. It creates yeah. a seven-way match. So, I mean, but Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, Stardust, they don't belong in this match. Well, one of them would have, nah. been, would have been Neville until yeah. he broke his ankle. And, other, yeah. and oh, second of all, injured, I think yeah. the most exciting thing that's going to be about WrestleMania is to see how Sin Cara dies. Yeah. Because yeah. clearly that's going to happen. Sin Cara will die, yes. Because he's yeah. in a ladder match. He's a luchador. Cody Rhodes and, does a lot of crazy things as well. Stardust, sorry, whatever. But Sin Cara <laughs> botches, botches everything. And his tag team partner became famous this year for doing something awesome off a ladder. Yep. So he's going to try something cool off a ladder, and he's going to die. Yeah. Because he's terrible. And he's in The Miz has been completely irrelevant for a number of years, basically since he dropped the world title a couple years ago, which amazingly was at a WrestleMania that he defended the title. That that seems like... That seems like it didn't even happen. He defeated John Cena. He defeated Super Cena. Cena? Like... like I don't understand like how someone goes from a WrestleMania main event to 
Like, like a throw-in in an Intercontinental title ladder match. Oh, wait, Daniel Bryan last year. <laughs> yeah. Except The Miz, a little bit, yeah. they built well, it up a little bit yeah. for The Miz to be in the match. It's not like he's Zack Ryder, Sin yeah, right. or Cody, where Miz there's is, no reason at all. Miz was actually in this feud, but he was definitely the fourth, like, the fourth throw-in guy. Like, nobody really thinks The Miz is going to win this fucking title. Same people who think Sin Cara is going to win or Cody's going to win. Right. Although I wouldn't, um, although I wouldn't mind so Cody winning if he's going to drop this. I don't see Dolph Ziggler winning the Intercontinental title again. It's been done. It's... It's not it's it's not his time. He's it's above. Honestly, it's Dolph Ziggler should be a world champion, but he should be a heel. That's really I yeah, back into your Dolph Ziggler rant before. He's he's a very talented guy, but he is not face material. There's something about him that people don't like as a face. He is just naturally better as a heel. He comes out every week and he gets no know. reaction. Like the crowd goes like Oh yeah, I know that guy. I remember Dolph. He does yeah, good uh, stuff. He yeah. does good matches. He's he's swell. He keeps, but you know what? He, he should be a he heel. He didn't have the, the greatest year either. No. He had that that horrible this... Rusev uh, angle, and then oh, yeah. then he, he you know he he's trying to find his um he's trying to find his spot. His and, spot is a heel, and, and not just spot as in um where he is in the card, but where his character is. Remember if he, he had the, the rock and roll jacket. Of course, the Mega Death was, uh, was spelled wrong. We all know that. We all made fun of it. Thank you. Uh, we all know that. He changed it, whatever. I mean, I kind of I kind of was digging that look a little bit. And then, like, maybe like a month later, he changed his look again. It's like, I don't think he stays He tries too much to look like Alice Cooper. And then he does, like, with the fucking yeah, the, with the blonde like, hair. Well, not the blonde like, hair, yeah, but, like, the, the, like the fucking the, the hair, stuff, the eyeliner around the fucking eye. maybe more like Nikki Six or somebody from the yeah, 80s. Yeah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it looks so uh, out of place on, on 2016 WWE television. And he had a great match against Triple H. Like what, That was a good match, ago? yeah. Great match. So he, can, he can have these matches. And this is going to sound so fucking stupid. But I I always feel like this is very important to get a character over their fucking theme song. He's had the same theme song mm. for five fucking years, and it just That's gets true. no reaction. It's one of those generic, like, like new metal tiny, kind of sounding songs. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Like, it was yeah. okay for, like, a year or two, but it's like, it's like Randy Orton. Like, change your goddamn theme song. Like, I, I like... I get Randy Orton still gets a pop because his theme song has a no, I have voices. Like, yeah. like Dolph Ziggler, like I change your goddamn theme. Like how about some sort of an eighties like Yeah, like come out to something that matches your goddamn it. gimmick with your fucking eyeliner and your goddamn eyes and your blonde hair and your fucking denim jacket. Well, it's gotta change the fucking gimmick. You gotta stick to a gimmick first. Stick to the gimmick, but get a different fucking theme song. I'm very proponent of a, a good theme song will help get a guy over. And I know that's not something people talk about a lot, but that's always been something I felt. And honestly, AJ Styles, you need to change your goddamn theme song too, because that fucking. Oh, hurt. you don't like his theme that song? That rap song is no, shite. it's so good. I like the beginning part. I like the beginning. I like and then it when a lot. he throws the, the hood off and the rap starts, then it's stupid. It's oh, fucking no. stupid. I think it looks. I think it's. So good for him. Stupid. And it's different. I like, I don't know. But I the, think the it's theme songs that are, that are the best theme songs in the WWE are the ones that have been there for a hundred years. You got Triple H. Yep. Not the stupid one that he taught, that he has the interviews with. The one the, when he wrestles the with. The one when he wrestles. The first Megan. The first Motorhead first one. First Motorhead one. Second of R. all. R.I.P. Lemmy. Second of all, you have the, 
it, for me right now, the best and most bone-chilling theme song in WWE is Lesnar. Lesnar. When the beginning hits, and you know he's about to come out. Undertaker. Like, right. The, 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 the gong. You just hit that gong. And, then and the freaking rock. Yep. Right. They're all classics. All current theme songs are, are bad. You know who has a They're good theme song, They're not current theme songs, though. They've no, been right, around for 10 all, years. Right, that's my point. All the current theme songs are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Except so whoever's doing that is just... The only one that I kind of like that's pretty good is Sami Zayn's. Sammy's hands is very good. See, they have a new guy who does the music. Um, uh, they have a new like team that does the music now, which is uh, why a lot of the newer themes are very good. But you know, uh, Jim Johnson, who does all the, uh, I think it's Jim Johnson, right? Yes. James A. Johnson does all. He did all the themes for many years for WWE, and I, I honestly, I think maybe the guy's gotten old and his like talent has kind of taken him in a different direction because some of his themes have sucked. But they have a new thing called I think it's called CFO or something. That does like most of the NXT themes, so that's why like mm. Kevin Owens has a good theme, you know, something about that that's very. When you catchy. hear that right away, you're like, oh, everyone, yeah. everyone gets up, yeah. like, oh shit, Sami Zayn, Kevin is Owens is coming theme. out, you know, you know the three uh, NXT divas uh, who are in the divas title match this year all have great fucking themes. Yeah, Becky Lynch guy, what a good song, like. So uh, they're getting better at it, but like Ziggler's got to, Ziggler's got to get a new fucking theme song. It's gonna help him get over. It. All right, I've gone on too long about this. Right, yeah, fucking we went on a little but we much. didn't pick any winners. Um, All right, let's pick a winner. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. I think Zayn. I think Zayn's gonna win his first major championship here in WWE. I'm going with it too. Well, I hope so, and um, I would like that to be because he's excellent. I think it's too soon. I don't think they're giving him a title that quick. I can't. Yeah, I, I do tend to agree with that. Um, I'm going with my heart here, though. Yeah, I really want him to win, so I'm just going to go with that. Dolph Ziggler is not a, is too above is above is above no, the title. No, it's, it's Owens is going to retain. Owens is I'm my saying. second choice. He's Owens gonna he's the, gonna fight a little bit. Owens is definitely the the next big heel of this company, so a big win here would be good. But again. He could lose in the fact that, you know, he didn't get pinned or that, you know, something, ha- you know, there's seven guys in this match. Well, so right, he he's going to do the thing losing. where he hides from, for, like, he's going to fight a little bit at the beginning and he's going to chill while everybody kills themselves on the ladder. That's definitely and a possibility. And then Ziggler is going to be, be like, clawing his, you know clawing each step of the ladder to try and get to the top. And Owens will just come in and, and discard him and retain the title. All right, we're hitting the hour mark of our podcast said and we have three remaining matches to go through and these are the three major matches so let's go to dean ambrose versus brock lesnar in a no holds barred street fight this is gonna be either well Um, it's gonna be de facto good this is gonna be the best match on the card and not uh, i said jericho versus styles is gonna be the best wrestling match this is gonna be the best match of the show this is gonna be the there's gonna be a lot of hardcore spots they've alluded to it with uh you know, Dean Ambrose getting help from uh, Terry Funk and Mick Foley, um, you know, with like, in you know, he's going to take the Mick Foley bumps in this match. He's going to do something fucking crazy and... Uh, uh, fucking yeah. crazy? Funking crazy, that's right. That's right. Um, Brock Lesnar is easily going to win this match, um, but we're going yeah. to see Dean Ambrose yeah. put up a damn good fight that gets him respect in the locker room. I think Dean Ambrose is the next the next world champion as a face of the company, and I'm putting that out there now, and we will... I will elaborate on that later when we talk about the Triple H versus Roman Reigns match. Right. Um, but I think Dean Ambrose, this is the first step in putting De- Dean Ambrose, putting the title on him. But he's going to lose this one because Brock Lesnar is, he's the beast incarnate. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we've always complained, hey, let's put these guys, let's, hey, there's Brock Lesnar on WrestleMania. Why is he fighting The Undertaker? 
Why is he fighting Triple H? Blah, blah, blah. All these established guys already. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're getting our wish, so to speak. He's fighting Dean Ambrose. Um, you know, CZW alumni, you know, if no one knows what that is, Combat Zone Wrestling, he's fought in death matches before. So Dean Ambrose can take a beating, uh, a wicked one at that. Yeah. I've seen some pretty nasty clips of Dean Ambrose. Well, and the Indies taking some really hardcore stuff. That won't be on WrestleMania, for sure. Just to expand so. on that a little bit, I mean, when Brock Lesnar was champion and not wrestling every month back in the, you know, like last last year or two years ago, they had Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose main eventing pay-per-views for yeah. non-title matches, and they fucking did some crazy shit. I'll, like, I, I'll Great never matches. forget that Monday Night Raw where... Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins like put a pile of fucking steel chairs in the middle of the ring, mm. and they did a power bomb off the turnbuckle onto that. Like on just on a regular Monday Night Raw, like they they've shown that these that Dean Ambrose can take a beating and give a beating. So I think Ambrose is going to put up a you know, he's going to put up a big effort. He's going to take a lot of big spots here. I'm sure we'll see some crazy action here. I don't know if we'll see any flaming tables. Per se, but we're definitely going to see some high spots. We know the barbed wire bat uh, Barbie will be in will be in attendance for this match. Definitely. Or Lucille for any Walking Dead fans. Um, <laughs> also, they're going to tease the flaming table, and nothing will happen like they always do. Just for the record, you, the, the table will come out, the lighter fluid will come out, and Ambrose will go through the table before it gets set on fire. Because of course, Lesnar's not going through any tables except the Spanish announce one. Well, we know that Brock Lesnar is going. I mean, Brock Lesnar is going to be the the one to take, is the one to. Dean Ambrose is going to take the ass kicking. We all know this. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes to a question of um, uh, what what what's the question? Uh, how he's going to come out after this match? I don't want this bullshit last year where. He's smiling after every. He's laughing after every F five. But that's five. his character. That's definitely. But I don't want to see yeah, that. I don't want to see no more. I don't want to see any more smiling. I don't want from see anybody. I want people to be pissed off. I want people to be mad. I agree. I want people to be I like, agree. I want to kill you. Well, what even Maybe Marie not to me that at the beginning of the pay per view, you'll get your wish. I will. You know, it's. I will. It, I, it's there's something about Ambrose. Like I feel like. I, I might I, I think he might the the thing that's been holding him back for the last year where he's been probably the most over guy on Raw every week. I mean, it, clearly Reigns is not clicking with every cl- crowd that they go to. That's a um, statement. But again, we'll, we'll get to that later. Mm. The, but Ambrose, I, I think the thing that's preventing him is that he might be a little too goofy sometimes. He's too cartoonish. Yeah, he's a little too cartoonish. Like like. Like I and you know like I want to say like maybe he's gonna turn the corner with this feud like he's he's taking on Brock Lesnar I liked I like that he's coming out to Lesnar he's not showing that he's afraid he wants Brock Lesnar to beat him up some more kind of reminds me when Tommy Dreamer was asking Sandman to hit him with the cane some more you know sure, like like yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that like yeah give me another F five type one of those things like I like that but then on Raw. He comes out to the ring with this fucking giant red wagon. Oh uh, yeah, that an was an empty awesome. red that wagon, so like like bad. a cart, like a child, like a like a child carrying God. a goddamn like wagon with full of his toys. Like, and he went around the ring and he collected weapons and he left. Like, yeah, like a place d- d- did he need that? Thing. Did yeah. he need that? Like, why why wouldn't the sh- him just taking a shopping cart like Raven would used to do and take that to the ring? And why didn't he just go into the ring and start hitting him with stuff? Like, why did he need to like he had to collect it a little red 
red wagon. It was a little good. It had to be a little red wagon, which is cartoon. Yeah. And he's walking around. And he's collecting he's it. He's walking around. The, you the know. ring crew is not going to bring the same stuff to the next show. Yeah, or like the. Yeah, and why was the why, why was the barbed wire bat under the under the the ring to begin with? Did the ring crew go like, <laughs> oh man, just in case we need to break through something with a bat, but uh-huh. it's not sharp enough, so we'll put some barbed wire. Thank God we Am- have this Ambrose under the Ambrose is so crazy. He, he left it in the locker hurt. room at the last show, and they just kind of collected it for him. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I think the what happened last week on Raw did not do the feud any justice, but um, the match will will be good. I mean, <laughs> sorry, the, the sorry. Match I'm will trying to describe this a little be more. Good. No, I mean, like really. I mean, you know, like Dean Ambrose is. We already know what's going to happen. Dean Ambrose is going to take the ass-kicking of a lifetime. Brock's going to beat the shit out of him. He'll kick yeah. out you a know, few times. Um, he's going to use some weapons and stuff like that. Uh, I think, ultimately, at the end, Brock Lesnar is the goddamn Viking lord of the space <laughs> and realm of... He's the prize fighter, uh, man. The second I mean, universe. There's something so about no, Brock Lesnar. We've been talking a lot about Dean Ambrose, but, I mean, something about Brock Lesnar like that I hated about a year ago when he would only do these limited... Like these limited matches, like he would only wrestle at the big pay per views. Maybe once in a while he would do a network special like type of match. But like, like I hated it at first, especially when he was champion. I'm like, our fucking world champion only Never goes around. only goes to six pay per views a year. But now that that did he dropped the title and he's just doing these like big matches, he still he goes to Raw a lot. He doesn't wrestle on Raw, but like there's something to be said like it's like a big draw when he comes because he's not there every week and then when you he, don't see him uh, there's, see, there's yeah. like there's an awe about him like they're like kind of like you know like like almost like andre the giant like he's here like oh my god like lesnar's here he's gonna fight today like this is amazing like and I, there's something to be said for that because everybody else is on every show every week exactly minus triple h and Brock and and the Undertaker, who are in our next two matches, of course. <laughs> well, it's the genius of Paul yeah. Heyman putting him over and showing him up and showing up when he doesn't come to the shows. Yeah, because I mean, Paul Heyman has been the backbone for Brock Lesnar the last like three or four years yeah. since Lesnar came back. That never gets on old. that Monday Night Raw where he took out Cena. He, I mean, he right. shows up because there are shows that let they don't they can't they're not going to pay Lesnar extra money to come to, mm-hmm. and it. You might as well. You don't need Lesnar when he's not going to wrestle. Yeah. So Paul Heyman is a genius on the mic. He puts over Lesnar. He builds up Lesnar to like mythic proportions, and then all of a sudden, he when you still can right, and then all After of a sudden, like three years. Yeah. How many more adjectives can you use to describe this man? Yet he still can. He's crazy. the reigning, defending. Oh, I love it every time. He's just a, now, he's a genius. Now, the thing I don't like about that, though, on adversely, is that, you know, the problem with this time of year is that Lesnar, who's normally a big draw in his once-in-a-while match, is kind of, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, the shimmer is, you know, it's, it's not as bright because you have other part-timers partaking in the same fucking show, and it's the top three matches of the show. So you have right. The Undertaker, who's wrestling in his once-every-six-months match. 
and you he have Triple three H. Times last year. Yeah, well, the year before <laughs> that, he only wrestled once. <laughs> the ten years before that, yeah, he only right, wrestled once. Right, right. Each year. And you have Triple H uh, also wrestling, who only wrestled what this past pay per view and Monday Night Raw, Raw. and that's about it. Well, that it's was more cool. than it's more than Lesnar or the Undertaker do when they're gearing up right. for a pay per view. Exactly. They don't have so I mean, that kind of like takes that, away no. from Lesnar's appeal in these kind of matches because it, you know he's not the only one who's like a special occasion. Um, but yeah, I I mean. There's not the, the the build hasn't been the best. Heyman has made it as good as he's ca- as he can. Dean Ambrose doing his you know crazy. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna allow him to beat me up. I like it. They turn shit um, into gold. It's yeah, they turn they, they turn shit into gold. The match will be very solid. I think there'll be a lot of uh, I hope a lot of a lot of high spots for sure. I hope you're right because mm. it could easily be a hardcore version of Kalisto versus Ryback. Ooh, it's the same concept. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's basically know? Kalisto, except that Kalisto's right. gonna get his ass kicked for ten minutes and then he's. Are you comparing win. Brock Lesnar to Ryback? Yes, that's that's. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> it, no, it's more of the. Goliath, David versus Goliath thing where yeah. somebody just gets splattered all over the ring yeah. and just kicks out a few extra times to yeah. bait the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. you know what? See, hearing that, I might actually have to change my pick back to Kalisto in that first match because I, I, why well, I have two David versus Goliath mats, matches and have... Goliath win both Goliath win, win both of them. That's retarded. You, oh. you gotta have the you gotta have the underdog win. So yeah, Kalisto retains. I'm going. I'm changing it now. It's official. Oh. The reason I may not agree with you on that one is only because if you remember when they had that when Rollins got injured, they had that whole tournament that lasted two whole weeks, um, and one of the early round matchups was Kalisto getting splattered around the ring by Ryback, and then Kalisto mm. won. <laughs> yeah. So nobody seems to remember that because I don't remember. <laughs> It was. I guess it wasn't that significant, but that was the beginning of Kalisto actually getting kind of a push, because he had the big showing in there. He had the big showing in the ladder match, and then he won the U.S. title because Sincaro botched himself and got injured. Right. Um, I think we should. We have two more matches to go over. Um, this is obviously WrestleMania, so this podcast is going to go a little bit longer than the other ones because fucking eleven goddamn matches, which is not normal for a pay per view. So this is just my good ones. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, let's go to our next match, which will probably be the second to last match on the card, I'm assuming. I'm sure they'll try to squeeze a Divas match in between it. Yeah. Um, uh, but we have Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match where if Shane McMahon wins, <laughs> if Shane O'Mac wins, he will get control of Raw, and then The Undertaker will also be forced to retire, apparently. Um, oh, is that the other part? Yep. Or, oh, it will well, be his, his last, last WrestleMania. So I uh, maybe not uh, retirement, he, but he's gonna. He's, but he's there's done. no way Undertaker loses this match. He's lost his one. He's never losing a Mania match again. I'm going on fact to say that there could be some shenanigans in this match where there's like a draw or a double count out or some ridiculous crap like oh, there's no to count outs in a hell in a cell so i mean so, some some kind of bullshit shenanigans right. where yeah. shane could still you know maybe get a rematch in a non hell in a cell type of scenario against somebody else but i don't think the shane storyline is over but i also don't think this is going to be undertaker's yeah. last wrestlemania because so, that's uh, ridiculous yeah. so what you're saying is that it's Kalisto versus right back in a steel cage yes oh, God. with a roof on top sure um, Undertaker easily retains this. This match um, kind of made no sense um, when they first announced it. I feel uh, bad for Undertaker here. Yep. 
I do find another Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. He really he's doesn't like, have any. He's like um, seventy-five years old. Seventy-five years old. Yeah. Well, he did deadlift five hundred really, pounds recently. So you know okay. he is fifty-something years old. But that was crazy. That video. Yeah, I mean, but he has no real uh, reason to wrestle this match at all. Really has no real. He kind of. He really had no reason yeah. to get thrown he into this match. He just got Vince threw him into it, and like threw rather than it, saying, like, "Nah, I don't want to do that," he's just like, "Okay." But the blood's, on, on, your the blood's on your hands. Which is retarded, but well, anyway. It doesn't make sense. So you're going to beat the crap out of this guy in a cell match, and you don't really have a problem with him. Well, until now, last week on Raw, as we saw the feud escalate. Um, yeah, this past Raw. Awesome. This past Raw was, awesome. past was, awesome. was the best build to the feud, to this feud, if you want to even call it that, nope. that they had, but... This this match is just the 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 way this was brought about is clearly because of the injuries to the roster. Undertaker was probably going to face John Cena this year, and I'm sure that would have probably been John. Mm. That would have probably been Undertaker's last Mania. I think. Yeah. Definitely. I think Undertaker's last Mania should be against John Cena because John Cena is obviously the face of the company, regardless of our opinion of him. He is the face of the company, and the Undertaker. It would be a nice passing of the torch, even though Undertaker and Cena are both both pretty old these days and pretty brittle but you know they had to throw this match together cena got hurt um they, they, they just put it in a weird spot because you know undertaker usually goes into these wrestlemania matches as the face and yet you have shane mcmahon who people like have gone crazy for since he came back and people want him to win because they don't want the authority and control on Raw, so... And they that, love Shane McMahon. Like, it, it's, it, it does have that WrestleMania feel of, like, a face-versus-face. Face. You know, you might have dueling chance in this match. You might have Undertaker, Shane O'Mac chance or something like that. But, I mean, there's something about it that just doesn't seem right. Like, it's not the right face-versus-face face match. Like, nah. when you see a face-versus-face face match, you want to see Hogan versus Warrior. You want to see, you know, Rock versus Austin. You don't want to see... Like, who thought of Shane McMahon versus Undertaker as your face versus face match? So like, why would it, Shane McMahon, after ten years not being in the company, why would he choose this this bullshit to come back to? Well, I mean, he's related to Vince, so I'm sure, like, you know, they still have a good relationship. So that father, I, he's just like, you know, son, I need I need somebody to help me out with this. You know, like I need somebody, I need a Shane's, draw for this card. And, yeah, Shane's jacked. He, he's, in, he's in good shape. Let's well, we didn't know. know that until this past Monday. That we didn't know that. that. We didn't I mean, know that. this this right. this feud has been shit. I mean, Undertaker came out that one week. Fred, you mentioned this to me like that one day where like, like Undertaker got pulled up a little. What are you talking about? When he, no, no, no. When Undertaker out. came out and he just said, "The blood's on your hands," and he left. Like, like, and they they kept yeah. They touted Undertaker's appearance all night on Raw, and he was there for a minute. At a most. minute. His entrance took five. His actual appearance took 13 seconds. He literally said, like, two sentences, and he left. Like, it was just a really poor thing. Shane McMahon hasn't been there every week since the feud started, which is another strange thing. Like, why start this feud if you're not going to have both of the guys there at all times? Like, a lot of this feud has been built up via, like, those video promos that they do, which, again, they do a very good job. They always... Like, they're always really they got good. me pumped for it, you know, based on the video itself. Yeah, the videos they make a they make a good argument for it. You know, they showed like pictures of Shane McMahon when he was a kid growing up in the business. So of course it's gonna, you know, you know, it's it, gonna stir up some emotions. Mm-hmm. But what people don't understand and what the the people in the crowd don't get because most of them haven't seen Shane McMahon wrestle 
Sashimi Pink cannot wrestle. No, he can't. He's not good. No, he, punches throw, he'll, suck. He'll throw his he misses there, 90% of his punches. And he even he said it in the ring. He says, I'm going to hit. I'm going to throw some punches. I'm going to miss some punches. And like, the crowd's uh, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, you're going to hit me. I'm going to miss. miss. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I, mean, I mean, you're going to miss. And then we're like, bah. He uh, throws himself off stuff with... Uh, with no regard for himself or his opponent, yeah. and he got yeah. he got belly to belly suplexed about seventy five times in a match by Kurt Angle before Brock Lesnar made it cool, yeah, and became a, like a folk hero like the Martyr, and he's just he's he's not good. He's good for a spot, not for a match. Right, he is so, good. He is literally only good for a big spot. We've seen every- it several times: him versus Kurt Angle, him versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania seventeen, uh, him versus Kane, like. In two thousand three ish at that time, yeah, even yeah. a couple of years ago, like his last feud when he was feuding with DX with his de- with uh, Vince, like he's only really good for the big spots, and the big spots are him taking a really big fall or him doing some crazy move like the Van Terminator or the elbow drop off the top rope or off the cage, the Hell in a Cell, which is what's almost yeah. I'm afraid about this Hell in a Cell thing because I mean, I, I I feel like they're gonna try and. Do I'm something afraid. really dangerous here, because I mean, Hell Taker the, won't. Hell, no, Taker's not doing anything Taker's crazy. Taker's laying on the announce no. table and waiting for Shane to elbow drop him off the top of the he, he 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 crawls to the back after every goddamn match yeah. he has now. I mean, Taker ain't doing. A couple WrestleManias ago, he got basically he had to get he needed like help getting out of the well, arena. That was the Lesnar match. Yeah, yeah, well, where he was seriously injured during the match. He doesn't. Always do that. I'm not trying to stick up for him. He's old and he shouldn't be in his match. Shouldn't be longer than ten minutes. Um, but yeah. you know, he can kind of control a match just by kind of walking around and doing his normal shtick. Yeah, like he does his normal shtick to Shane. You know, he Shane hits him with a chair. You know, he brings Shane out of the out of the ring. Shane hits him with a chair. He lays on the table for ten minutes while Shane climbs up the cage and falls off. And, you know, th- that's the match. They both get, you know, they're both laying in the table. They get stretchered out. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and beats the piss out of Ambrose yeah. and we move on. Yeah, I mean, again, this match is just going to be, it's just, it's going to be garbage. Uh, honestly, it's it's it'll be good. It'll be entertaining. It'll be, you know, like, it kind of reminds me when The Rock fought Hogan. The match was kind of shitty. Like, a lot of people don't remember that Rock versus Hogan. It was a bad match. It wasn't good at all. But the crowd made it basically because it was like yeah. it was the old it was the old guard versus the new guard. Like people wanted to see that. So like this this isn't the one. same thing, but it's you know it's the same thing. It's like it's a big storyline. Undertaker's wrestling. A bit Shane's vying for control of the company. So I, you know, it's, it, it's it, it it'll be entertaining because of storyline purposes. And I'm sure Shane McMahon will do at, at least one crazy spot. He's not going oh, yeah. through the Hell in a Cell. Nobody's going to ever do that again. Mick Foley was the first and only wrestler who will do that. But I can see him. To. I can see Shane McMahon falling off the Hell in a Cell, although I won't count on it because Hell in a Cell matches have not been the same since Mick Foley and, and the... And his and, tooth in his nose. Yeah, and all those crazy spots he took. It's no. just it's, it, Hell in a Cell is not the same without Mick Foley. The Undertaker might be the founder of the Hell in a Cell, 
but it's really Mick Foley's match. I don't care what anybody says. Mm, you're right. And then all his Hell in a Cell matches are great because the other person put him all over. Although, you know, they're saying Dean Ambrose might be the new Mick Foley. You know, that's what they're trying to allude to. He gave him the bat. He, Mick Foley even said, I'm passing the torch. So maybe... Maybe we get a big maybe spot off we'll of it. Maybe we'll get that one in WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe next, maybe next time. But right, you know, but this is Shane fucking McMahon. It's not Dean Ambrose, so who knows? Um, uh, I, I mean, there's not much more to say about this match. Uh, I think we all agree Undertaker wins. Yes. Yep. Unless yep. right. there's some other Vince McMahon screw job plan that I have to throw out there. Yeah, I think Shane there'll be. Not I think there'll Undertaker be some shenanigans in this match. I don't know what it'll be. I'm sure Vince might. Vince might interfere. There's nobody else to interfere. Authority doesn't. The authority isn't like a wrestling group anymore. It used to be like Kane, Big Show, and uh, there's a whole group of people. Seth Rollins, Triple Jamie Noble, like Jamie Noble, yeah. Seth Rollins, a Jamie yeah, Noble, victim like that, of a you know? recent uh, death hoax as well. I got a right, text message right. from my brother saying Jamie Noble died, and it turned out to be not true. Hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, I mean, if Triple H wasn't wrestling the match after that match, I yeah, would say he would possible that he interfered. But he would have only interfered. The only mis- the only thing that makes sense anyway. is Vince McMahon interferes, and I think it's guaranteed he interferes. Because they've shown it when they show the picture of the actual matchup when they advertise the matchup, they always show Vince in the middle for some reason. Even though he's not involved in this match, he's not a he's not like special guest referee. Well, but he made the match because of the Undertaker. Thing. Right, but I mean, he's not involved in the match at all. He's not in the ring. He's not he's not a special guest ring enforcer. He's not the referee. Oh look, it's Chris Jericho, and uh, well, that's nice. But when I was trying to point out Virgil, nobody said anything. Oh, it's fucking Virgil. Uh, sorry, we have a rest. We have, a, a we have an old here. WCW podcast. We have an old WCW pay per view playing in the background on mute. Um, and right, right. Anyway, so um, I think there'll be some shenanigans. Vince will probably pull some shenanigans to help Undertaker win. Undertaker wins. Shane will use that you know interference as a way to get a future match, and I think he eventually will get control of Raw. There's no con- there, I, I, there's no reason to bring up that storyline unless they're gonna do something like that. I just had a crazy thought. It's not against Saker. <laughs> I, it's just not against Saker. It's not happening. Um, no. All right, so I mean, it's time to move on to the WWE Championship match. Um, it's apparently, it's a no disqualification match, which I did not know until I just read yeah. this. Um, I did skip the last segment of Raw, which Triple H. I was talking, read that one. And, and Triple H was talking, and Roman Reigns beat him up, and I'm like, it was the same shit we've seen, so I didn't even bother watching. Cause, but apparently Triple H will be defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Roman Reigns in a no-disqualification match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The second, oh, the man. second year that uh, Roman why, Reigns has main-evented a, a Why is this a thing? I mean, it's this a, is... Well, we know why it's a thing. It's a thing because... Right. This is you can get, you can give Roman Reigns credit for us creating this goddamn podcast because we talk about him so much on our stoop talks mm-hmm. because he's just right. not what the people want. He's, he's not worse than John Cena. He is, we hate him. Like all right, John Cena is uh, he's uh, he's an ambassador for the company. He's uh, he's a decent wrestler. He's yeah. good on the mic. He's. You know he you know he's good for like he he's good for the business because he does like these charitable like things, um and but he's been booed across the country for over ten years now yeah and well, I have to agree with you on all of those things except the fact that he's a good wrestler because I I said I said decent I I, well, I I meant decent tomato tomatoes uh, okay I, he can, if he true. he he's can carry he can carry if he has if he's in the ring with a good person he can have a good match anyway um Roman Reigns is. The, the the thing with the thing with John Cena is regardless of that he's over in some places he goes and you know what it it's 
it, it's accepted now. You know, John Cena gets booed. He goes to Philadelphia. He'll get booed. Goes to Chicago. Goes to New York City. He will get booed. But and the fifty percent fan base. Yes. When he goes there, no matter what, because he's Reigns. a polarizing figure. There's something about him that that's that's corny and nobody likes. Roman Reigns, like, I don't see any likable feature about him. And, no. and correct me if I'm wrong. What is there? What what have they done to build up uh, Roman Reigns as a legitimate world title threat? Who is also a good guy that we should like? That we should right. The only in. things that have happened were all Seth Rollins oriented. Right. Them and Seth him. Rollins is now hurt, and he's been hurt for a while. Now you you brought up a good point to me a while back about John Cena. Now I was starting to like John Cena a little bit, you okay. know, because about for the U.S. title, you know, I was talking like, God, he's not that bad. And then you kind of like told me, you know. You know, that, you know, how, you know, he, he's not that great of a guy, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't have any, you know, he doesn't have any allies. He doesn't help anybody. Why is he a good guy? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I thought about that in the same light as Reigns, as like, you're supposed to have Dean Ambrose as your brother, you know? Yeah. And, and Dean Ambrose got his ass kicked yep. by Triple H on that table. Mm-hmm. Where was Roman Reigns to be found? I, he was probably taking a shit in the fucking bathroom. Because I, you know, uh, he wasn't there to help his brother. So, you it's, know... It's just... It's I, I don't... Poorly, poorly... Like, like poor booking is, is one thing. But to just be completely, like... Like, ignorant of... Like, like of a fan reaction is ridiculous. Because... Uh, Okay, we said it before. John Cena has been getting booed out of some cities, still gets cheered at some cities, but that's become like like a known thing. Like that's just gonna happen now. It's it's not. They're not changing it. John Cena's gonna be a good guy until he decides one day he might want to be a bad guy. He's a good guy. Roman Reigns is not a good guy. Nobody likes him. Yes, he goes to fucking Kentucky and he'll get a pop, but he goes to any other fucking, you know, city or state or country and he's getting booed because he's just, he's not what the people want. And they're booing him because he's what's being forced down our throats as the next champion. They didn't do this you, with The Rock, The Rock was a heel. All right, The Rock comes in in the company as a face, as, as you know, as like this yeah. big baby face. Nobody fucking accepts him. They boo the shit out of him. WWE goes like, "Oh shit, this no, we can't do this. this we can't, we can't, we can't pretend that this is this is a good thing. Like, uh, oh, we can't turn this around. Put him in the league. Uh, put him in uh, nation the nation of dominate. I almost said League of Nations. Uh, <laughs> I, I had nation right. I mean, they were half right. Yeah, and. The thing that they did was, and that's how he became, uh, like, that's how he became a superstar. Is him being in, in that faction because he was such a dick heel. Like he wasn't even the main heel of that. Like Farouk was, like Farouk was the fucking. He was the heel, and The Rock became the like the leader of that group because he was so charismatic and he found his groove being a heel. Roman Reigns has been rejected two years in a row at WrestleMania. At right. WrestleMania, right. as the main face gunning for the title, and they're doing the same thing again. I can see last year maybe getting some heel heat because he was facing Brock Lesnar, and everybody loves Brock Lesnar in the Suplex City and blah blah blah. Uh, 
that? Whatever, whatever. You know, doesn't matter. The point is that Triple H is clearly a bad guy. Yep. There's no redeeming qualities about Triple H. We're not supposed to like Triple H. And right, and Triple H is good at his job and knows how to work the crowd and put everyone against him, like a certain aforementioned Chris Jericho right. in Thank the you. opposite direction. And Roman Reigns is consistently trying to put himself into the face position where he doesn't belong and nobody likes him. The thing that John Cena does that's smart is he calls the fans out when they boo him. Yep. Which is, which is also something that... Um, something I hate, but he, he plays it well. He always plays it off really well. He goes like, "Oh, you know, we're you know we're in Boston. If if we have a raunch, you know, raunchy crowd, you know, he always he always like at least acknowledges." Roman Reigns comes out and he pretends he can't hear when he's got a fucking everyone's booing him. Like he's walking through the crowd and people are throwing shit at him and yelling. At suddenly him stops coming out through the crowd all of a sudden. I'm sure and I'm I, sure there was some incident related to that, of course, because now he's coming out through the. Uh, yeah, goddamn again. briefcase thrown at him. <laughs> That's true. I just have to mention something from earlier, Fred. You mentioned about why Roman Reigns didn't come out to save Ambrose when he was getting beaten up. Because there was a quote-unquote broken nose injury gimmick where he wasn't supposed to be at the show. Right. Uh, Triple H did uh-huh. the same thing to him the week before. And, like, okay. just talking about that, that Triple H beatdown that, quote, broke his nose. I mean, that was so, like, like so strangely booked because... I'm watching this, but uh, Roman Reigns, I forget what city they were in that week, Roman Reigns was just not cutting it that week. Triple H comes out to his old music, okay, his first Motorhead theme song, you know, The Game, not The King of Kings. Mm. You know, it's his old wrestling theme, and you're like, oh shit, (laughs) like, oh shit, what's happening? He comes out, he's wearing his fucking, like, leather coat with, like, his fucking, like, uh... His sledgehammer, it's like old Triple H, and you're like, everyone's like, everybody's like, oh fuck, this is gonna be awesome. And it was awesome, but like the crowd was reacting like Triple H was like this this savior, like this old relic coming back. Like it was like it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin came back. Like everybody was like, "Oh my God, it's the Cerebral Assassins coming to the ring to beat up Roman Reigns." This is awesome. I'm so happy that this old re- this old wrestler is coming out to beat him. So he beats the shit out of Roman Reigns, and he's like slamming him into the table like again and again and again and again. And it, he's got, he's got, like, he's, bla- like, I don't know if they bladed or if they used fake blood. Like, apparently they might have used fake blood from what I read. But, like, apparently, you know, blood has been banned from WWE television because of the PG era. And, like, they bring it back for this storyline. And I'm like, I, I kind of was almost convinced when that Raw was over that, but, like, maybe they were like, oh, my God. Like, they were convinced, like, Triple H is the face now. Because that's what it seemed like. Triple H came out and beat the shit. Like, Triple H, the old Triple H came out. Not suity, not, you know, suit with Stephanie McMahon in hand, Triple H. But the cerebral assassin, the game, Triple H, beat the shit out of Reigns. And Reigns looked like a bitch. And, like, that, to me, felt like almost like a face turn for Triple H and a heel turn for Roman Reigns because Roman looked like like an unprepared pussy. Oh, yeah. But then, like, the next few weeks, I, I, apparently, the idea here was to keep Reigns off television so he can nurse a, so he can nurse some real injury he had and keep him off TV. And I guess hopeful that he would have some big pop when he came back. <laughs> and naturally, he comes back, what, two weeks ago? And he still gets booed after being off TV for three weeks. 
I mean, what do they what do they think was gonna happen? They made him look like a pussy. He gets his ass beat by Triple H, the old Triple H that everybody used to love back in the day. And and oh, yeah. and, and he, he's yeah. off TV. He comes back and he does the same thing to Triple H. Like he just seems like he just seems like a like a complaining bitch. Like I I don't get it. Well, and also another thing is, is I get Triple H coming out and attacking Roman Reigns, and it was excellent, and I loved it too because Roman Reigns is terrible. But the thing to do in that situation is to have it turned around, have Roman Reigns dispose of Triple H. Triple H is the heel. Triple H is fifty. Triple H. It's obvious. Didn't enter the Royal Rumble to be, you know, and fight off a bunch of other guys. He snuck in and healed his way to the belt, which was great. But what you two guys didn't see is because you don't watch SmackDown. The SmackDown following that, he cut the best promo of the last maybe 10 years. Besides, of course, anything Paul Heyman's done. And it was brilliant and genius. He pulled the, the well, bloody tape out of his pocket. Too. Right, but this promo was exceptional. Oh, it was and better it, than the it one was, I saw. Right, it was exceptional. Oh, okay. He used the bloody hand tape as as a prop, mm. and you know he signed off with his catchphrase, which of course is you know a catchphrase. But when it builds up all the way to the end, and you simply it's like it's like stupid rappers when they say the perfect thing and drop the mic. Mm. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. the, it ended exactly perfect, and it made sense to the feud, and it was what what made Triple H great ten years ago. Yeah. But I mean, like that—that's a clue. I the the other thing is, it's like it's Triple H. It's not—it's not like Randy Orton, who's just been the—you know—he's been a world champion. He's been the heel a lot. You know, like it's fucking Triple H. We know he's supposed to lose this match. Like I like—is this supposed to be fun for us fans to see this obvious outcome? Triple H only wrestles at WrestleMania. To job to young guys or to beat Sting, apparently, because Sting is going into the Hall of Fame. He literally will only beat people older than him. That's the only way he will. That's the only way he will win a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, pretty like, much. Like he is not obviously he's not winning this match. There's no way he wins this match. There's no reason he should win this match because he's not a full time wrestler anymore. He's a he's like the talent like acquisition guy for NXT. He's next in line to take over WWE whenever fucking Vince decides to hang up his fucking old boots. Like, why Why do we have to have Triple H as our main event again? Again. Like, I again, like, he's the... I don't mind Triple H as a main event this round because you know what? He's been putting out... He's been putting out quality stuff. He's been cutting... He's been cutting quality promos. He's been putting quality storylines into this and you know what you know he's been carrying roman reigns throughout this whole thing i don't think it's really that big of a deal i mean if you looking we're talking about all uh, all these matches tonight right uh, for wrestlemania who who is going to be the world champion in its place Maybe Brock Lesnar, maybe... Mm, yeah, but Brock Lesnar is going to be on TV and wrestle less than Triple H. So if you're looking... If you're no, but I'm talking about star Triple power. H. I'm talking about star power and, and who's been around for many years and who can carry a young guy that doesn't have the right tools as like a Roman Reigns, you know? Like, Triple H, fortunately, John Cena's not around. Randy Orton, I mean, not like I want Randy Orton as champ. But, you know, you don't have these, you don't have the veterans, you don't have Seth Rollins, you know, you don't have these guys. Not you know, Rollins like... Such a veteran, but he's excellent, and he acts well, he was, and carries himself like a veteran, which is what we're looking for, which is why 
the best possible thing that could have happened is what happened at last year's WrestleMania, is where he came in and he cashed in, and because no matter who won that match, it's either a part-timer, or Brock Lesnar, or it's Roman Reigns. I mean, the, the thing for me and this match is to, like, like it, for the third year in a row, WWE Creative has botched the biggest feud for the world title going in, and this is the first time that they haven't made an adjustment. I mean, well, last year's adjustment was made on the fly, but, I mean, two years ago, they thought fucking... They really thought... That Batista versus Randy Orton would be a good WrestleMania main event, and the crowd rejected it, and they wanted Daniel Bryan. So they, they eventually thought that though. they legit like one wanted to go with that. So That's eventually scary. they decided to to uh, they caved in and threw Daniel Bryan in in a you know in a, in a qualifying match earlier in the show wins the world title WrestleMania. Great. Okay, so they can still listen to the fans. They might have a plan. They might not know the best plan, but they'll still listen to the fans. Last year, that was CM they Punk's tried... uh, fault. I mean, that was all CM Punk. But, but whatever. Let's you not know. go into CM yeah. Punk. That's for another podcast. Yeah, whatever, um, whatever. Okay. Last year, last year they go into this, they go into WrestleMania with Roman Reigns defending, uh, to challenging Brock, Brock Lesnar for the, world, for the world title. And again, Brocklet of Roman Reigns being the the face of it is getting booed out of every arena. He is nowhere near the draw of Brock Lesnar, who is just one of the most over guys in the company. And they went to WrestleMania and were like, "Man, they're really gonna ignore the fans." And it, again, they can ignore the fans with John Cena because he's the face of the goddamn company. But I mean, can they yeah. avoid it again with Roman Reigns? I I mean, can can you ignore the fact? Two years in a row that he is being rejected as the face of your company, I don't know. I don't know if they possibly can ignore it, but for some reason this year, I feel like they're going to ignore it. They are going to ignore it, but what you do also have to realize is this is also a throw-in left turn. I I mean... Roman Reigns thing. The idea was that they were starting to do was supposed to be Triple H versus Rollins, with Rollins just being the world champion... And maybe Triple H showing the kid who he made what's what and either taking the title or just beating the crap out of him. But again, it wasn't supposed to be Roman Reigns versus Triple H. It has to do with yet another injury taking out the, the major star of the company. And the and really the single redeeming factor of last year of WWE, and that is Rollins, Seth Rollins. I mean Rollins right, right. Like, Rollins last year well, was like probably the same the same thing that happened two years ago, rather than having at least building up Daniel Bryan being thrown in the match. Rollins was kind of like uh, maybe they had it in their pocket the whole time that they knew Rollins was gonna cash in, but I feel like that was a really last minute decision. Um there I I don't think that was something they planned going into Mania. I feel like maybe they Went a couple weeks, maybe like a week or two beforehand. They're like, man, this Reigns thing isn't really going to work out. Let's throw the belt on Rollins. It was a perfect opportunity. They had Rollins waiting in the corner with the money in the bank. They don't have that luxury this year. Sheamus was the money in the bank winner. He cashed it in already, won it, and lost the title. This year, what do they do? What do they do? The only option I can see where they... I I, I don't think they can ignore the fans anymore. Either they are going to just... Can they possibly can they possibly ignore the fans and just put Roman Reigns as champion and and just ignore the fact that everybody doesn't like him? He's gonna get booed out of WrestleMania. Don't think that like because they're in Texas that they're not gonna boo him. They're gonna boo the shit out of him. 
Right. Well, we were there three years ago, or two years ago, three years ago, when John Cena beat The Rock, and he got booed out of the stadium, too, yep. and yep. they didn't give a shit. Nope, they don't you know? care. So, it's also so That's the John Cena effect, win, though. I mean, they, want the win, they, I, win. they can ignore it with John Cena. Can they ignore it? Can they be so blatantly ignorant of this fact with Roman Reigns? Because he's not a likable guy. He doesn't have charisma. He doesn't have that like smile that John Cena has. At least John Cena can like look at a camera and smile, and you go like... Uh, he's probably really a nice guy underneath all of that, you know? But, like, fucking Roman Reigns. There's nothing, like, I don't see anything in him. Like, it... it John Cena's also paid his dues through multiple WrestleMania. Yeah, he's been in the company for over 10 Shawn years Shawn Michaels, now. Triple H, you know, The Rock twice. I mean, like, you know, or countless matches. So, you know, like, he's paid his dues. Does anybody disagree that Roman Reigns wins this match? I, I think it's no doubt he wins this match. I don't see Triple H retaining the title. Do you see I'm, Triple H retaining the title? I... I'm not as... I'm going with Triple are. H retaining. I'm not sure that I'm going to go with Triple H as my prediction, I think, but I don't think it's as obvious right. as you make it out to be. Only because um, Triple, unlike the other part timers, Triple H is going to be on TV every week anyway. Yes, I, but he's I, not a wrestler. That's that's my problem. Roman, he's not a wrestler. He's Roman not a wrestler Reigns, anymore. Roman Reigns is not. It doesn't. Reigns wrestles Reigns, every week. Triple H is more capable of being a champion than Roman Reigns. That's my opinion. I agree. I don't care. I do agree I mean, with that. Roman Reigns should be a fucking U.S. champion, not a world champion and at this the rock point. They should have never so, broke up the shield, honestly. That's what the problem is. With, well, uh, the yeah. problem is, I think Seth Rollins is a great w- world champion. I think Dean Ambrose has a future there. He's just got to lose the goofiness. I think lose Reigns is obviously Maybe the weakest the bit. weakest member of the shield. And, it, it, and that's what's so annoying about this, is everybody loved the shield. The shield was a great faction, and they're pushing the least... Like the least marketable guy on us, the least talented, yeah, least talented, least marketable. Seth Rollins is agile as fuck, and he can do a lot of good things in that ring. Dean Ambrose is crazy. He's got that look. He's got that demeanor with his like his mannerisms. Dean Roman Reigns is just like a really jacked guy who's decent at wrestling, and I'm I'm using the word decent very very doesn't do yeah I'm, I'm being very generous with the he, word decent he uses his punches and kicks does the same the shit everything elbows in the that s- fucking drop kick the outside corner, the ring the drive by whatever it's called yep, drive by the superman punch and the and the spear and that's it and then other than that all he does is punches kicks goes to the guy to the to the to this the is the reason turnbuckle does the clothes so this is line. really, really what have... I wanted to get to, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but okay. I, I think that there is some kind of swerve going to happen here, and I think I somehow that. during this match, Roman Reigns will turn heel, and I don't know how. I, I, mm. And the only theory I have is that we all know that they've been... They've been advertising that The Rock is making an appearance, and The Rock has said himself that he's got big plans for WrestleMania. And you, we know the family ties between The Rock and Roman Reigns. Definitely. And they did the whole thing with him winning the Rumble, and The Rock held his hand up, and the crowd booed the shit out of the whole scenario. <laughs> and The Rock just kind of looked around like, oh, ooh, <laughs> 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 And uh, so I think we get some shenanigans again with Triple H, maybe some kind of authority interference. Maybe the referee gets bumped. Maybe Stephanie comes out. I don't know who comes out to do this. Stephanie is really the only other one involved in this feud. Maybe Stephanie comes out and like tries to 
you know, distract the referee or something, and then maybe the referee gets knocked out. I don't know what happens. And then maybe The Rock comes out to even the odds. And, and this is the only scenario I can see. The Rock gets a huge pop. He's the fucking Rock, you know. He's a fucking... Not only is he one of the best WWE champions of all time, he's also a fucking... He's a huge action star. He's he's bigger... He's larger than life. life. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like... Course. He's honestly the the current Hulk, Hulk Hogan when Hogan decided he tried movies for a few minutes there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so Rock gets this big pop. I don't know if they'd pop for him helping Roman Reigns, but I think he goes... For the save on Roman Reigns like he did at the Royal Rumble. And I think Roman Reigns does something to The Rock. And I don't know what. I think I, you're overthinking but, it. I think but, he had the first yeah. part generally correct. And he just stays a face and gets booed out of and gets booed out of the arena. Where The Rock just helps him. Maybe not Stephanie runs in. Maybe who, who, anybody who cares. Somebody runs in. Just a random, you know... You know, Tri- backstage person. Maybe it's Shawn Michaels Triple runs H- in. Triple H-, Triple H has been in talks with for months and months, yeah, on and off with Kevin Owens. He's been kind of with Trip the Dudley Boys as of last week. Yeah. So there's definitely some. Maybe there's some there's kind some, of group there's some kind of like forming. Yeah, some kind of know, ties like, that they could create. Yeah, you like, never know. I'm just throwing anything out there. You know, like Triple H and Kevin Owens always have had this weird connection. Yep. Together, you know, um, you know that you never quite wasn't sure what was going on with that. Dudley Boys helped Triple H last week. Um, well, Kevin Owens is the you know, prize be, fighter. You know. Triple H holds all the money, so right, right. That, so that's a reason for that. And the reason for the for the Dudley Boys is because the Usos are related to Roman Reigns, and that's who the Dudley Boys are feuding with. I just don't want to see too much interference because I feel like we're going to get a lot of interference in the Shane McMahon Undertaker match. I don't want to see a lot of interference in this match. I mean, they did the thing last year with DX and NWO interfering in Triple H's match with Sting, and that was kind of cool. They needed Uh, that. That that was a very gimmicky type of thing because it was like, honestly, the match kind of (laughs) sucked. But uh, (laughs) it it needed something like that. This match, this is going to be the main event. I mean, this is for the world title. I mean... Yeah, I, I I just don't see a scenario. I, I I I part of me wants to believe that they won't go through with just Reigns winning and pretending he's a face and not acknowledging that everybody's booing him. But I again I don't know how they back themselves out of this horrible booking hole that they put themselves in because <laughs> Reigns is definitely not a face in the eyes of the WWE universe. So I mean, how they end up pulling this off is going to be something special. I mean, because I'm sure yeah. they're going to... They yeah, have to pull something out of their hat because this just isn't working. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Has there ever been a WrestleMania main event that ended and then the whole crowd just booed the scenario? Has that ever happened? Like, like just being... Yeah, just being shit to the rock <laughs> when we went... <laughs> There were New still Jersey. fans. There were still fans there rooting that were eh, happy for it. Eh, that's true. The kids we almost got into a fight with right in front of us almost <laughs> almost jizzed themselves when uh, Cena won. But they also they also yeah, the WWE yeah. spoiled well, the results of that match too. They were selling the champions here, yeah. world champion John Cena shirts at the and, beginning of the show when yet, he was facing the Rock as the defending champion. And you have to think that like 
people forget that Roman Reigns has been like champ like three times already over the like the last seven, <laughs> I know six like five months, and I'm not even exaggerating on that one. It's so we can weird. Pick, we can pull it up on the Wikipedia page, and what? I'm sure we can find out the days that he became champion. He won at the Royal Rumble, so that was it, two or three months ago at this point. No, he lost it at the Royal Rumble. Oh, he whatever. Won it the night after TLC. He's a two-time world champion. Two-time. And his, a two-time and his, world champion. And his two title reigns combined are still less than Triple H's current world title reign. Right, right. But I'm just I'm saying that he's had the title already two times. Uh, they, uh, we can do a whole podcast on Roman Reigns. I mean, that's, on the, that's, on the that's Roman the thing. Empire. That's and, I mean, um, I'm going with... All right, so, to, I mean, this, this podcast went on say, way longer than we wanted to. But yeah, I'm going with my final pick. Roman Reigns wins somehow turns heel. I don't know how they do it, but I think Roman Reigns wins the championship, but in the process turning as a heel. Let me hear your thoughts. I think I'm going with Triple H only because it's no disqualification, which allows for interference. Like I said, a couple of months, you know, Kevin Owens has been, you know, little chit-chats between, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, he's... Triple H always has a plan B or a plan C or a plan X or whatever the fuck he says. So, I'm going to go with Triple H on this one. Really? I'm going to take a long shot and say Triple H. Maybe he loses at the next one. Maybe maybe he loses at next next month at, uh, I don't know what the fuck they call it, Fastlane, Payback, uh, Money money in the Banky. I have Roman Reigns. But the way I have, I have Roman Reigns because the no disqualification thing, they're going to mimic the interference from last year. So Michaels is going to run in and try and help Triple H. I do not. Uh, Shawn Michaels will be there. And then whoever, and then it's either mm. going to be The Rock or Cena that are going to come out to help Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns is just going to spear them for no reason. Those fucking up him becoming a heel and him still becoming a heel and winning the belt. But it doesn't make it really doesn't make sense why they put him. They already gave him the belt twice and and took it off him immediately. Yeah, every time. I mean, they also ruined any like any like face momentum he has there too. Exactly, he already had it twice. Who really gives a shit if he wins it for a third time? Because he's clearly not. He's not over with the company with the first two times. Why? Why do we need a third one in the last fucking four months? Like it's enough. Enough. Move on from fucking Roman Reigns. Enough of this bullshit. Yeah, he won the match. Uh, Sheamus immediately cashed in Money in the Bank, beat him, and then he won the match randomly on Raw, lost the title at the Rumble. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't work at all. Just, it's just enough, you know? He's going to win. It's enough. Let him, go, let him drop down. I don't see how he doesn't let, win. Let That's him, the only thing. It's like, they don't have the Money in the Bank. They don't the have the though. Money in the Bank, <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, cushion that they had last year. They were just like, oh, fuck, who's going to win this match? All right, this is Seth Rollins. They don't have that luxury this year. They don't have anything. They have nothing. Right. Unless unless if Shane McMahon somehow wins his match, takes control of the company, and changes the match somehow, I which is right. a real long, a shot. long shot. That's a real sure. long shot. But, I mean, way the way shot. the WWE is booked this day, you can't ever really we're, say we're not possible. We're overthinking it. Roman Reigns is simply going to win cleanly and be, be a face. <laughs> You're probably right. That's probably the worst <laughs> scenario. The worst scenario is Roman Reigns wins as a face, and they just act like it's not happening. Well, um, and he just stays We're amazed. approaching almost two hours here See, on our... See, I told you, we should have just right. watched NXT like I suggested. We're approaching well, you didn't the have end. to participate either, so... <laughs> Um, so anyway, that is our podcast. That is our WrestleMania analysis. 
and you have been listening to the wrestling, the wretched wrestling podcast, WWP, and I'm going to kill Josh Peck in two seconds, and... uh, (laughs) Yeah, the debut episode, guys, and uh, so we're sorry gonna, for we're the length. Doing this every week, especially since uh, every week. Shit, man, you're committing me to a lot of time here. It's an hour. Come okay, on. this is two hours, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, this is a special episode. It's yeah, our debut, and it's WrestleMania. There's WrestleMania. eleven matches. The main event is very polarizing, and we went on for for a very long time, but it needed to be said. This was information right. that needed to be said, and. You know, so we're going to move on. I hope everyone enjoys WrestleMania this weekend. Hopefully it's not as shitty as the card makes it seem like it's going to be or how this podcast yeah. seems. And it's WrestleMania. It's it, As much as we bitch about wrestling, it's WrestleMania. It's fun. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, some of the results might suck and we might get pissed off about it or surprised. But you can't... The excitement of WrestleMania is there and it's awesome. So... You know, that's my positive spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why we call it the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. Because most of the time... It's wretched! <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, see you next time. Enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy NXT TakeOver, which is taking place right as we speak. Go fuck yourself, Josh Peck. We love you. But... Uh, this is Fred, Craig, Ro- Craig Robinson <laughs> Craig and Robinson. Fred Dixon over here. No, it's Craig Dixon <laughs> alongside with Fred Robinson. We are Pretty signing hard. off. We will see you guys next time. Hell uh, yeah, yeah. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game.
slave, you're gonna change your name, you're gonna die in flames. 